from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. We are in the Tournament of Nerdiness Season 4. I refuse to call it by its previous name. Uh, in the hopes that that will magically give us all enough good juju so that uh, we don't have to deal with the thing that caused it to have the name it previously had. Uh, I hope you are well. Hope you, uh, those you love, are doing well as well. Hold on, sending a quick message to the inner circle. All right. Uh, this is episode three of season four, uh, the 90s Lethal Lottery. If you remember Lethal Lottery, randomly assigned tag teams, randomly is of course in quotes, but we are doing it um, mostly legit. In our last episode, I gave myself the freedom to uh, do one piece of conspiring uh, an episode, and um, much to the delight of Terry Taylor and Dr. Death Steve Williams. Um, and what I think we have settled on is we'll do our opening rounds. There are 160 names still left to go, which should be about right. Always worried I'm going to make a mistake, some sort of mathematical error. Um, but that should give us, what is it, approximately 80 more teams, we're going to presume it's right, and we're not going to worry about it. Uh, so, uh, winners advance, obviously. Losers, what we've decided to do this season, because we're, you know, this is, this is, an, amu- this is an amuse-bouche. This is a palate cleanser between meaningful tournaments. This is something fun. Uh, the losing teams will have to wrestle each other. Winners will get put into a secondary pool for randomization. Uh, Losers will never be spoken of again. At least not this season. So I am ready. I hope you're ready. Uh, We shall begin. And it's okay uh, that I saw our first name, and it's not a name I love, although he's someone that makes a lot of people's top ten or top five. I don't think he'd make my list. Uh, but his name is Chris Jericho. Uh, he had teamed with Diesel in our practice rounds. Maybe he'll get lucky and get a quality uh, teammate. In the last episode, I think I had seen both of the names. I actually like, I think, doing it one at a time. So Chris Jericho teaming with, well, you know what? Uh, he may have gotten even luckier because he just got... A dream of a partner, an American dream of a partner. Chris Jericho is teaming with Dusty Rhodes. Now, if we are being honest with ourselves, and we should, we have to consider the best 90s version of Dusty Rhodes. Because this is the 90s Lethal Lottery. Now, you can decide what you think the best 90s version is. Uh, Was Dusty in the WWF by 1990? Let us look. 
Let us check. Let us investigate. Yep, 89 to 91. He was in the WWF. Then he went to WCW, but he was more of uh, a, a booker, a commentator. And then he went to ECW. So Jericho might be teaming with somebody with polka dots, uh, but still... That's a Hall of Fame team right there. There's no denying it. Uh, And they will be taking on the team. Ooh. Ooh, we're starting off hot. We are starting off hot here. Uh, One of Dusty's biggest feuds in the WWF was against the macho man Randy Savage, who is one half. Now, in the last episode, I had said, that we hadn't had a lot of bitter enemies either forced to team up or on opposite sides. Dusty and uh, Randy Savage had a a huge feud. Sapphire was involved. Sherry was involved. Uh, So this is getting good. Savage's partner. Oh, 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 my goodness. I I think we should stop now. I think we should stop right now. Because I don't think we're going to get better than this. What a way to kick this episode off. Randy Savage's partner is Mr. Perfect. Chris Jericho and Dusty Rhodes teaming up to take on Randy Savage and Mr. Perfect. What? What a match that would be. Did they team up to take on Razor and Ric Flair? I feel like they did. So this is a team that that may have some experience tagging together. Um, What a match. What a team. What both teams. Oh, it could go either way for some, but not for me, because of these four, my favorite wrestler is clearly Mr. Perfect. And so uh, Mr. Perfect and Randy Savage will get the win over Dusty and Jericho. Yes, that does mean that Jericho and Dusty will fight and uh, the winner advances to the next randomization in the consolations and the loser we don't ever have to talk about again, which is good because I'm just not into Chris Jericho. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. He's annoying me in my quests and he's annoying me in the modern day. What a matchup though. Hot start, hot start here uh, on uh, the Tournament of Nerdiness, Lethal Lottery, 90s edition. Uh, Next up, Coco Beware. We're taking a bit of a turn, but, you know, that second matchup can't top the first one. The the opening match has always got to set the tone, and the second one rarely has the, the talent to beat it. Coco teaming with Demolition Smash. Coco and Darso teaming up any of his many iterations that we saw in the 90s, taking on Dirty Dick Slater. And of the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. So Coco Beware and Demolition Smash. I think we got to go with Smash on this one. Repo Man wouldn't work. Uh, The blacktop bully, I guess, could work. But I think we're going with Smash here to take on Dick Slater and Ricky Morton. That's tough. 
Uh, it's nowhere near as good as the first match, but that's that's still entertaining. Uh, Morton and Slater, lots of tag experience. Same with Coco Beware and Smash. I think we got to go with who is my favorite of the four, and you know how I feel about Barry Darso. Uh, so I think I'm going with Coco and Smash uh, winning this matchup. Uh, hopefully, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson will show up at some point, and maybe we'll get the Rock and Roll Express. But there's going to be our winners. Uh, Coco and Smash, the unenviable task of having to take on Randy Savage and Mr. Perfect in the next round. Moving along, our number... Oh, I don't even need the numbers. That's the beauty of this tournament. It is all random. Next up, we had Bushwhacker Luke in the last episode. This is Bushwhacker Butch teaming up with Waylon Mercy. Danny Spivey. You know what I mean? Um, that's a very interesting team. Yeah, I could see it. Could Waylon, you know, somehow whisper the right words to get Butch Miller? Or is it Butch Williams? No, Luke Williams and Butch Miller. I think that's right. To kind of resort to his more uh, sheep herder persona rather than the bushwhacker persona. That would be nice. Uh, taking on Finley, the Belfast Bruiser. I suppose we should. Well, no, he was Finley. He was fit Finley. Um, hasn't shown up in, you know... I, in my quest, wherever I'm at, I'm trying not to spoil it. I'm trying to keep these things evergreen, which is hard to do when you talk about that it's evergreen. Um, Finley hasn't shown up yet in the WWF slash E, uh, but he is teaming with Juventud Guerrera. So Finley and Juventud taking on Waylon Mercy and Butch Reed. Interesting uh, meshing of styles there. The hard-hitting powerhouse in Finley, the brawler. And your high flyer, that's always a good match. I think I like that team more, because of the four, my favorite is Finley. Uh, closely, well, somewhat closely followed by Waylon Mercy. So we'll give the win to Philly. Finley and the Juice. Finley and the Juice. That sounds like a great AM uh, drive time radio show. What, what's up? It's fin 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 Finley and the Juice. All right. I should have been a should have gone into radio. Next up, Craig the Pitbull Pitman teaming with Conan, a very 95-96 WCW team there, uh, taking on the team of Ravishing Rick Rude. All right, that's it's a big name. This could be a big team. Give me um, Arn Anderson. Give me anyone from the Dangerous Lines. Give me Austin. Give me Zabisco. Give me Bobby Eaton here. Give me a Dangerous Alliance team. Please, oh, please, oh, please. Oh, didn't get it. But, you know, I got uh, someone potentially just as good. You want to talk about Team Robe. Ravishing Rick Rude and... It's Dustin Rhodes, Rick Rude. Uh, probably had some matches against each other, but that's an interesting team. And we have Dusty and Dustin in the same bracket. Now, Dusty's lost, so 
and I think we can safely say that Dustin, the Sun, is not going to lose because uh, that's a very good team with uh, Ravishing Rick Rude and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, but interesting that they're in the same bracket. I would, I of course, go with Goldust. I think Ravishing Rick Rude and Goldust is a very DC Matthews-type team. I would love that. Uh, so Rude and Dustin will take on Finley and Juventud Guerrera. All right, next up, we're halfway done with this page. Page, what are we on, four? I think we're on page four. Kurgan, the interrogator, the French actor. Uh, I can't say he was the best part. Well, no, he was the best part of um, the Truth Commission, for sure. And Bull Buchanan's not bad, but... And I don't know if he was the best part of the oddities. Luna might have been the best part of the oddities. Or Golga, not the giant Silva. But Kurgan is teeming with... All right. If you remember my heartbreak from episode two, my heartbreak, uh, I always tease who the teams could be, knowing, of course, that I'm going to randomize it before the next episode. And we had our first actual team in Danny Doring and Amish Roadkill. That was not meant to be uh, because Roadkill's got himself a better partner, Kurgan. An Amish roadkill who, say it with me, everyone, is Amish. That's an interesting team. That's a fun team. Two hosses. It's an entertaining team. They are taking on Samu of the Head Shrinkers. I think there's a couple of Samoans still on the list. So, you know, anyone Samoan would do. I'd even take a Tongan if I could. We could do a kind of Islanders type team. But instead, we get John Cronus of the Eliminators. What's interesting about that team is that they are both the lesser-known halves of two very good teams. Samu, obviously, overshadowed by Rikishi, and Cronus, overshadowed by Saturn, even though Cronus, arguably, was the better wrestler. Or at least the more interesting wrestler for me. Uh, I like John Cronus. I'm fine with Samu, but nobody in that matchup comes close to my love for Amish Roadkill, who is Amish. Uh, so I'm giving the win to Kurgan and Roadkill there. Next up, Evan Courageous. Unfortunately, the Young Dragons do not appear on a WCW pay-per-view until 2000, so we did not get... Uh, we don't get any Young Dragons. Although Evan Courageous is three count, isn't he? I'm getting my, my trios mixed up. Uh, three count also doesn't appear. Uh, Shane Helms, not in this tournament. Shannon Moore, not in this tournament. They don't appear on a pay-per-view. We'll have to do a 2000s lethal lottery to get them. Uh, Evan Courageous teaming with Tracy Smothers. Now that's a sneaky good team. Evan Courageous, not a bad wrestler. Tracy Smothers, very good wrestler. That's a sneaky good team. That could be a sleeper. There's very, very good teams, but this team could go fairly far um, depending on who their opponents are. So let's find out who those opponents shall be. We have Nails. So that's a good start for the chances of Smothers and Courageous. Nails is teaming with Tommy Dreamer. 
Uh, I should mention we did only ECW pay-per-views. I didn't do their super cards. Um, there would have been a lot of names of people I don't, you know, I appreciated Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, but I don't know if I could eloquently speak about him or Don E. Allen or J.T. Smith, although I think J.T. Smith is in this. Uh, Nails and Dreamer, interesting team, not going to be able to stop again. Tracy Smothers, my favorite of the four. So Evan Courageous and Tracy Smothers advance to take on Kurgan and Amish Roadkilto. So two smaller guys versus two bigger guys always makes for an interesting tag match. One, two, three, four, five, six. We got four more teams to make before we wrap up this page. We'll, of course, do two pages this episode. Our next person, ah, he just made it. I was so happy. Hakushi, my favorite part of 95, perhaps. Uh, Hakushi is teaming with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Odd couple tag team, but would be fun. Again, kind of your high flyer martial artist teaming with your power technical wrestler. You, you cover most of the bases in terms of what style wrestler. You want someone who can fly and who can strike with someone who can power you and, and put you in some holds. So that's a good team right there. I say they are going to take on Blake Beverly, who I believe, I'm pretty sure we can say that is Mike Enos. I believe I now know that for sure. Blake Beverly, Mike Enos, and Matt Hardy. So Jeff Hardy gets to team with Jushin Thunder Liger. Matt Hardy teams with Blake Beverly. Now, similarly... This is a very similar kind of matchup. Matt Hardy, the flyer, your aerial wrestler. Uh, Blake Beverly, more power, possibly more of a technical wrestler. It's not a bad matchup. This is a match that I think would be uh, sneaky good. Um, You know, this would be an entertaining uh, matchup between Hakushi and Valentine and Blake Beverly and Matt Hardy. But I think we got to go with Hakushi and Valentine. What will be interesting is when we get to the Blake Beverly, Matt Hardy matchup, I'm not a huge Matt Hardy guy, never have been, with the exception of, of course, Matt Hardy version one. Uh, even Brother, you know, whatever he was called, I don't even remember. I know Brother Nero, who was Jeff Hardy. I don't, Broken Matt Hardy, I didn't love it. Didn't love it, didn't love it. So, we'll have to have that conversation when it's time. So, Hakushi and Valentine advance. Our last matchup here on page four, Balls Mahoney, another ECW original, quote-unquote, teaming with Scotty Too Hotty, who I believe we can call Scotty Too Hotty. He was Scott Taylor, but I think Too Cool shows up right at the end of 99. Uh, so Balls Mahoney and Scotty Tuhati reminds me of the Scotty Tuhati Albert team. Balls Mahoney probably going to break out a couple little dance moves, which would be entertaining. And they are taking on Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster, and Nikita Koloff. That is a very good team. Kevin Sullivan and Nikita Koloff is a very good team. We have three. I would submit very good teams on this page. Uh, 
Savage and Perfect, Rick Rude and Dustin Rhodes, and now the winners here, uh, Kevin Sullivan and Nikita Koloff. Which makes me start to wonder, because again, if we did this as a tournament, which we have, there's no reason to believe we wouldn't, um, you know, those teams hypothetically would all advance to at least the semifinals, but then there can be only one. So we'll have to see how we do that. There was a part of me that was like, you know, get to the really good teams and do sort of a round robin happening style matchup. Let's 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 not get crazy. Let's not get crazy crazy. This is supposed to be an amuse bouche. If I start doing round robin tournaments with some of these teams, it could take a very long time to finish. And I'm not opposed to that. But let's let's just see how things go. We're too early, of course. I as I am wont to do, uh, I tend to immediately dive off the deep end. Uh, so, page four is done. We have some great teams. Now, let us move on to page five, which will take us uh, maybe halfway. We could be at the halfway point by then. I, you know, math is not my strong suit. So let's just keep going. Let's, let's not worry about it. Doug Furness, kicking off page five. Doug Furness, I would love to see Phil LaFon. It would be great to have an actual team. Nope, it's Mikey Whipwreck. Furnace and Whipwreck. Okay. Not a great team because I don't really love Mikey Whipwreck, but it's fine. Taking on Phineas Godwin, Midian, Dennis Knight, call him what you will, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Ooh. We got a Hoss team there for sure. Phineas Godwin and Jim Neidhart taking on Doug Furness and Mike Whipwreck. What's great about that is that Doug Furness could still toss around uh, Midian and Neidhart, or whatever he's, we're going to call him. Um, not Neidhart, unless we wanted to have who. He didn't appear at a uh, pay-per-view, but technically in the 90s, Neidhart wrestled as who. We could squeeze that in. Uh, but Furness could suplex and and power those guys very very strong i i think we go with godwin and neidhart here uh the anvil is probably my favorite of the four furnace would be second but then it would be phineas followed by mikey sorry mikey just not for me next up typhoon i have him written down as tugboat because i wrote down in the early moments, I started with WWF 1990 pay-per-views, and I was still debating whether or not I was going to do multiple gimmicks. You know, could I have Tugboat and the Shockmaster and Typhoon in here, uh, which would increase the odds of getting, you know, in a weird alternate creator wrestler universe, two versions of the same character as a tag team, which held some interest, but I decided against it because, again... Way too much work. Uh, so Tugboat, we'll call him Typhoon. Maybe we get Earthquake. Maybe we get Lucky. I don't think we've had Earthquake before. Nope. <laughs> I got to stop saying that because it just gets worse every time. It's Typhoon is teaming with Aldo Montoya. Obviously, we'd go with Just Incredible there, although I did write Aldo down. Uh, he's never been for me. He's just, I just he's not my cup of tea. 
Um, yeah, just just no thank you. He reminds me too much of his tag team partner, uh, X-Pac. No thank you. Typhoon and Aldo will be taking on the Z-Man Tom Zank, one of the first wrestling action figures I ever had, as I've told you many, many times, and Irwin R. Shyster. Tom Zank and Mike Rotunda. I don't know that they ever teamed, but I'm sure they wrestled each other in the uh, early 90s WCW. That's a great team. I like that team a lot. They're clearly going to win to take on Phineas Godwin and Jim Neidhart. Tom Zank and Mike Rotunda, yeah, that's my kind of team. Maven of the mid-card all the way. All right, next up, Lex Luger, made in the USA perhaps, maybe the narcissist, maybe the total package, maybe just bland 90s Lex Luger, whatever. I don't think he had a gimmick um, in the early 90s, but he was a big part of the 90s. So Lex Luger teaming with Val Venus. Now, that is an interesting team because now it is the narcissist. It has to be. If it's the narcissist Lex Luger and Val Venus, that's a great team. I'll come right out and say it. I found a way to like Lex Luger, everybody. You team him up with Val Venus, and there's mirrors and towels, and yeah, that could totally work. Could totally work. Let's see who they're taking on. It's going to have to be a good team to to beat that. Bad News Brown. Again, not bad. And The Warlord. Two wrestlers I enjoy. But yeah, not going to, to hold a candle to Luger and Val Venus. That's a team now I can finally make it. Because, you know, Tom Zank and IRS, you go with... Um, Mike Rotunda. And it's Tom Zank and Mike Rotunda, 90s, early 90s WCW style. Uh, Phineas Godwin and Jim Neidhart. Maybe you go with Dennis Knight when he was part of Southern Justice. And that ki- kind of works. Uh, but Luger and Venus, there's a, there's a perfect way to make that a gimmicked tag team that I would love a lot. Next up, Hulk Hogan. Here we go. Hollywood teaming up with <laughs> Little Guido. You know, had Hogan teamed with a bigger name, I would have been fine having them advance in the tournament. You can't deny Hulk Hogan's was a big part of the 90s. Even if I didn't love him, and I didn't, and I still don't love him now, but at least in this, in this kind of tournament and under these conditions I have no problem with Hulk Hogan being in this tournament um, and advancing he better hope he wins though because if I have to choose between Hulk Hogan and Little Guido it's not Nunzio I will say that but that's a decision I'm going to have to make Hulk Hogan has not done well in tournaments of nerdiness before Their opponents, Hogan and Little Guido, who I think comes out on Hollywood's shoulders, taking on uh, the Road Dog. Promising start, because Billy Gunn's already been chosen. So is Jeff Jarrett. So unless K-Quick's going to show up, and I don't think he's in this, um, 
Uh, or, or maybe we get another Armstrong. Maybe Brad Armstrong, you know, maybe that's who we luck out with. Bradshaw. Road Dog and Bradshaw versus Hulk Hogan and Little Guido. Well, obviously my favorite is Bradshaw, even though this isn't JBL. I can't factor in JBL. This is Acolyte Bradshaw. No, APA Bradshaw with Road Dog, the best versions of either character in the 90s, uh, with Hollywood Hogan and Little Guido. Bradshaw's my favorite. Then it's Guido. And if I have to choose between Hogan and the Road Dog, I think I'm going with Hogan. It kind of feels weird in my mouth to say, but I'm really not a huge Road Dog guy. So I think I am, in fact, going to give the win to Hulk Hogan and Little Guido. That very odd couple tag team is going to pay off. We could have training. Oh, the training montages. Maybe it's like 90s WCW Hogan, like 94 WCW Hogan, where he's like doing the dumb Dungeon of Doom stuff, and he's trying to get Guido to bulk up, so he's like having him lift weights, and he's having him eat his vitamins and do all of that, but then Guido's in the ring showing Hogan how to actually put wrestling moves on. That's really entertaining. And then when you consider they're going up against the narcissist and Val Venus, I'm just having fun right now. This is just entertainment time for me. All right. We're halfway done with page five. Let's get some better teams. Although these teams haven't been bad. Let's get some good teams for the last couple rounds here. Larry Zabisco, the living legend, teaming up with Papa Shango. So, goodness, how many? Let's see. Not counting the Soul Taker. We get Papa Shango. We get Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine. We get Kama Mustafa. We get the Godfather. I don't think we get to write to censor in the Good Father until 2000. But that's still like four versions of Charles Wright that we get. Teaming with Larry Zabisco. Hard to figure out. Maybe it's Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, since Larry Zabisco, I believe, was a martial artist of his own, or at least claimed to be. Um, so that might be the best way for them to team up. And they are taking on Mabel of Men on a Mission, or is it Viscera? We'll find out. And Raven. Raven and Viscera is a pretty good team. Raven wasn't part of the Ministry of Darkness, but he could have been. You know, I don't haven't done a lot of tangents in Season 4. Allow me a brief tangent. I have heard rumors, I've seen it online multiple times, that the higher power for the Ministry of Darkness angle, there was talk of having the higher power be... Christopher Daniels. Now, I, being a huge Christopher Daniels fan, love that idea. But it doesn't make a lick of sense. You can't have The Undertaker, who even in the late 90s was the pillar 
of the WWF. As soon as Hogan left, it was Taker. That was it. He was the guy. You can't have the guy and his minions answering to someone that nobody has heard of unless they read PWI magazine. It's not going to work. I don't think. Could it have been Raven? Could Raven have been the higher power? Probably not, but maybe. I don't know. I I think sometimes whenever the higher power is is discussed and everyone's like, Vince was the worst idea, I'm like, honestly, give me a better one. Because it's not Daniels. I love Christopher Daniels, but it's not him. You know, at that time, could it have been Brother Love? Maybe. Could it have been Shane or, you know, an, another McMahon? I, I don't know. It's hard to imagine who the greater power could have been that was better than Vince McMahon. Either way, I'm, I'm distracted. That's my little tangent. So, Larry Zabisco and Papa Shango versus Mabel and Raven. That's a very tough matchup. Of the four, my favorite is Charles Wright, followed very closely by Raven. But then it's Viscera and Larry Zabisco's at the end. So I think we got to go. I'm going to make it Viscera and Raven, which would be a very cool team. Maybe Raven's got him into his flock. All right, next up. Goldberg, obviously a big part of the 90s. Goldberg teaming with, I had hoped it was Dwayne Gill. I'm not sure if Dwayne Gill made the cut, but part of me was hoping. Goldberg and Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, and Goldberg, that's a great team. No matter how you feel about Goldberg, that's a great team because, again, No high flyers, but power, brute strength, technical finesse, and the ability to cheat. That's a real good team. One, two, three, four, five. All right. They're taking on Ricky Steamboat. Oh, my. Oh, my, my. This could be a very good matchup. It could be a bit of a flop. All depends. Don't be Shane Douglas. Don't be Shane Douglas. Don't be Shane Douglas. Ricky Steamboat and... Taka Mishinoku. That's a really good team, too. That's a really good team, too. Um, DiBiase is my favorite. Then Steamboat... Could Goldberg be my least favorite person of this four? Yes. I loved Taka when I was a kid. Never seen, like, uh, he and Rey Mysterio were the two guys that I watched them perform and were like, I don't understand. They're functioning under different fundamental rules of gravity in the universe than I am. When Taka would run and just jump up onto the top rope and be able to balance there for a minute before diving off, You know, Goldberg's character was cool, but by the time he came in, I was 
you know. Well, maybe Taka came at the same time. But. I have done no chicanery this episode. There has been no chicanery. I haven't come across a team that I just really haven't liked. But I'm going to say that Steamboat and Taka are going to win this matchup. And I am going to hope against hope that I get... I got four more names to go. I am going to hope against hope that none of these four names are good. And so I can have Ted DiBiase buy his way back into the tournament. Usually I want the names at the end to be the best names. To end strong. Not this time. I want bad names. I want Brian Christopher and LaParka. I suppose I could do that. I could go back. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we do. Let's see how we do. Let's see where we go. Our last eight names. The first one is Paul Roma. All right. Not bad. Not great. Teaming with Tito Santana. Not bad. Not great. This is the 90s version. This is El Matador. So Paul Roma and Tito Santana, probably a very good team, but one that I could... I already got a story in my head if this is how it works. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I actually have... Yeah, I have more names. I have some more, I have some wiggle room. I thought this was it, but I got some wiggle room. Mark Henry... All right, this is not Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. That He doesn't exist, so I'm more okay with a Nation of Domination-style Mark Henry not being in the tournament. And he is teaming with Fatu. All right, not a bad team. Um, not a bad team. I'm going to do something. Here's where my chicanery is going to come in a little bit. I'm not going to pick a winner of that. I need to know what the last four names are before I can make my decision. So let's find out what the next matchup is, and then we'll decide who's going to win. We got the Disco Inferno. Already feeling a bit better. Feeling a little more relaxed here. I think this is going to work out for me. Teaming with Dick Togo of Kai and Tai. Feeling pretty good. Their opponents, Kensuke Sasaki, another uh, New Japan town. I think Dick Togo was in New Japan. And, oh, all right. We know what's going to happen because Kensuke is teaming with his lordship, Stephen Regal. So we have to give the win to Kensuke and Regal. That's a fantastic team. Kensuke is a four-time IWGP champion, three-time G1 winner. Lord Steven, my favorite wrestler alive. So they win. So here's what we're going to do. Goldberg and Ted DiBiase is going to 
they're going to leave. They have lost to Steamboat and Taka. On the way out, backstage, Ted Di- we see Ted DiBiase approach Paul Roma. Money is exchanged. Paul Roma takes the cash. They shake hands. And on the way out to the ring, Roma takes out Tito Santana. So they don't even get into the ring. Giving the spot for Goldberg and DiBiase to come in. They defeat Mark Henry and Fatu and advance. All right. Now that means that Goldberg and Ted DiBiase have to take on Kensuke and Lord Steven Regal. Not sure how that's going to work. But we have Viscera and Raven versus Ricky Steamboat and Taka. All right. Our chicanery worked. It paid off. All is right with the world. And we ended this episode technically with his lordship and the Million Dollar Man and Goldberg. So really, we did end on a high. All right. Um, I don't want to even do the math. I was going to try to do the math. I can't. I can't do math. I'm assuming. I think it's going to work out. We, did, we had 160 names. So here I am doing math. We did 64. That leaves 96, which is 96 divided by 16. I don't know why I wrote it out like long division. It's not going to help. Uh, is this, isn't it 6? It's 6. Yeah. I think we're only going to have three more pages. Because there are, yes, there are 32 names on a page. Ha-ha. <laughs> I can do math. There are 32 names on a page. There's 96 wrestlers left. So that's three more pages, which means we'll finish with eight pages, which is perfect because who knows what sort of nonsense we're going to wind up with uh, in the constellations. We might just keep going till we get to some great teams, which we have. We have some very good teams that we saw in this episode, and there are big, big names that we have not touched yet. Haven't seen Owen Hart. Haven't seen Diesel. Haven't seen Austin. Haven't seen The Rock, I don't believe. Big, big names still to come. Thank you for joining me today. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I hope you are well. I hope those you love are doing well. I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.